we again give your name all the honor, glory, and praise with all the recognition of understanding that we don't deserve all that you continue to do do for us. But Lord, since you did it, we're just crazy enough to tell you thank you. We're crazy enough to glorify your name, O oh Lord, recognizing that you had to look beyond our faults to supply us with every one of our needs. Thank you. And Lord, we stand right here struggling with some things right now. But knowing that you are God above all. And you can handle it. Would you fix our hearts and our minds to hear from you? Would you remove every distraction that stands as an impediment to us? Being able to embrace everything you have for us on today. Saturate us, O oh God, with your love and your spirit. In such a way that your presence can be seen manifesting itself in a supernatural way, oh God. That the devil in hell will have to decree. Surely, this is the Son of God. Give us a word, O oh God, and fix our hearts and minds to receive that word. And we're going to give your name all of the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 3. While we are positioning ourselves, um, for every adult that missed Bible study, can you lift your hand? Every hand that's lifted, can you hand them one of the handouts? Yeah, us, yeah. Every hand, every adult that missed Bible study. I need to get you this handout. The reason you need this handout is because as we prepare to go into the word, your assignment for the week, which is all of our assignment, whether you were here or not, your assignment for the week is to read the first 10 chapters of Acts chapter 3 every day this week. Did we miss anyone? Every day this week. Your assignment for the week is to read Acts chapter 3, the first 10, chap 10 verses. The first 10 verses of Acts chapter 3. Every day this week. And then I need you to take notes that as you go through this week, how many opportunities God gives you to sharpen your skills in prayer. In other words, we learned on last week, we learned that when you pray 
in the midst of your prayer, God will teach you some things. God speaks to you while you're praying. And in the midst of your prayer, God will teach you some things. Did you hear me? Um, every day, God takes you to school. He'll school you every day. Um, the question is, are you getting your lesson? And so, and so since he teaches you, since he, since he teaches you every day in prayer, then every day he'll give you an opportunity to put to use what he taught you in prayer. Did you hear me? He, he wants you to see that what he taught you really works. Amen. And so in Acts chapter 3, the first 10 verses, I want us to read it every day this week. And then keep notes. Take a journal. Write down how many opportunities the Lord gives you to apply what he taught you in prayer. Here's what I'm saying. Um, because you spent time in prayer, here's what God taught you, that he really will give you peace. But when you get to work, that no good coworker going to show up at your desk. And that's an opportunity for you to use what he taught you. To show a no good co-worker who came raging filled from the pit of hell. To show them how you can be cool in a hot situation. How can you be cool in a hot situation? Because you spend time with God. And while you spend time with God in prayer, he taught you that I'll give you peace. So instead of cursing them, he'll use you to convert them. Why? Because he gave you an opportunity to, sh to see that what I taught you in private will work in public. Amen. He'll teach you that if you just hush your mouth, I will fight your battles. That's why he said in his word, be angry, but sin not. Because it's natural for you to get angry. He said, but if you spend time with me in prayer, I'll teach you how to be angry and not mess up. Am I making sense? So we have our, our assignment. And we have our assignment. Now, let me see if I can help you with that assignment. Because we want to look at Acts chapter 3. These first, I'm just going to read the nine verses. Um, first nine, you can read verse 10 on your own. Because I think by the time you get to nine, you're going to be shouting yourself crazy in the household. Um, Acts chapter 3, let's read it together. It's on the screen, so we'll all have the very same translation. Amen. Um, amen. Um, um, ready? Read.
Amen. Thank you for reading the scripture with us together. I want to talk about the skills in prayer. Skills in prayer. God will give you some skills if you spend time with him in prayer. Um, God will give you some skills if you spend time with him in prayer. Truth of the matter is, what you'll discover is when you spend time with God in prayer, God will spend time with you. And what I've discovered is anytime I am intentional in being in the presence of God, I never leave the same. Anytime I am intentional in making sure that I am in the presence of God, at the feet of God, listening for God, waiting on God, and trying to be impacted and empowered by God, I discovered that God will not always just show up, but when he shows up, he always shows out. I have discovered that when I spend time with God in prayer, that God will give me some skills. How skilled are you? God will give you some weapons that this world just simply do not understand. God will teach you that I can bless you by, I can bless you by putting burdens on you and you'll understand later on that that burden was your biggest blessing even though you didn't want it when I gave it to you. And God is so amazing in how he operates in that he operates in such a way that after he blesses you with knowledge, every day he gives you an opportunity to use what he has given you to be a blessing to somebody else. Um, can I say this? And you not be mad at me. The reason you haven't gotten your blessing that you've been asking for is because you've neglected to be a blessing with, you, with the blessing you had last time. Okay, I said it too fast. The reason you haven't received the blessing you've been waiting on that you've been asking for is because the last blessing he gave you, you failed to be a blessing with that one. And what you've got to recognize is God did not bless you just for you. But God blessed you so that you could be a blessing. And since God has required for each and every one of us to be a blessing, I just want to make sure that you recognize that what you have been asking for, God may have given it to the person sitting right next to you right now. Be careful how you treat the person that's sitting next to you, that's in front of you, that's behind you, that's in your general vicinity. Because what you've been asking God for, God may have given it to them. And because you mistreated them, they didn't release to you what you've been asking God for. It's amazing how God will use your enemies to bless you. Did you hear what I just said? If you think I'm joking, read the story of Joseph. Joseph said to his brothers, you meant it for evil. But everything you did against me, God used it for my good. 
You want to know why Joseph is shouting from the palace? Because his own brothers threw him in a pit. And sometimes you got to thank God in the pit because you know if you praise him in the pit, he can trust you to praise him in the palace. Is there anybody in here that knows what it feels like to be in a pitiful situation every now and then and still have to praise God in a pitiful situation? Because when you praise him in a pitiful situation, you'll find power in the pit. Let me tell you something. You can really have church when you find yourself in the pit. Y'all missed it right there because what I discovered, folk that find themselves in a pit, they don't care what nobody say. They don't care what nobody think. They don't care who's sitting next to them. They don't care what they have on. They know they need a word and a move of God. And from a pit, they'll cry out like never before. I've come to discover that's what's wrong with some of us. We fail to remember how we acted in the pit. You ain't been where you are right now all your life. God has been good to you. But Bree, when we didn't have nothing, we called on his name more. When we didn't have degrees and education, we called on his name more. When we couldn't live in all these strange zip codes, we called on his name more. When we didn't have two cars and two garages, we called on his name more. Seemed like the more he blesses us, the less we call on his name. But I'm just crazy enough to believe that there's somebody in Pearland this morning that don't care what they have and where they live. They came to call on his name he'll give you some skills here it is when you're hurting he'll let you know that's when you're getting your most help you asked for some help So he said, if you really want it, let me hurt you. Because it's not until he begins to squeeze us, he begins to crush us, that we really discover what's in us. Because he wants you to know what you've been asking for, been in you all along. I just had to put you in the right situation that what is in you can come out of you. Um, there's three types of people in this room right now. Can I tell you that? There's three types of, three types of people, and you'll discover um, with this analogy, um, you can use a pot of water to find three types of people in church right now. If you boil a pot of water, you'll discover there's three types of people in the church right now. If you boil a pot of water, mushroom, here's what you'll discover. If you put some spaghetti in it, it'll go from being hard to being soft. Which is to say, when you drop some of us in a pot of water, we get soft. <laughs> we fall all out. You, you understand? Um, when you drop some of us in a pot of hot water, instead of being firm and hard, we get soft. Then, there's some of us, if you drop us in a pot of water, we get hard as a boiled egg. And you do know if you get angry and bitter and hard as a boiled egg, when you digest, when this digested, what comes out don't smell good. You will uh, mess up because when God drops you in a pot of hot water, instead of giving God glory, you tense up, get hard and become bitter and angry. But God said there's another person that's in the room that's just like coffee. 
Because if you drop coffee in a bottle of water, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a pot of hot water, what you'll discover is that coffee will flavor the whole room. Y'all missed it right there. Ain't nothing like to waking up to some hot coffee that's been been simmering on the stove and all. See y'all microwave folk, but those of you that had grandmamas and big mamas that used to put it on the stove and and what woke you up was the scent that was marinating, resonating through the whole house. You didn't even drink coffee, but you wanted some because it smelled so good. And the Lord is trying to get me to let you understand that I need some folk that when I drop them in hot water, they don't destroy the atmosphere, but they change the atmosphere with a sweet smelling scent. You know that sin it's the sin of Jesus when you read Acts chapter 3 you'll discover that in Acts chapter 3 the Lord blesses us because he teaches us that he'll give you an opportunity to put what he taught you in action now you've been running around talking about he won't fail you then if you know he won't fail you then he needs to give you an opportunity to show the world that you believe what you say and so all of a sudden when you get to Acts chapter 3 you hear this story of this fellow who's laid at the gate and this Bible declares that he don't have a name he has a condition and since he don't have his name he has a condition we don't even call him by his name they just call him the lame man and Linda I shout over that because I discovered that there's sometimes people won't call me by my name they want to call me by my condition but while you're calling me my, by my condition I need you to recognize everybody in here is lame for something That, that's not a whole person in here. You lame in your attitude. You're lame in your heart. You're lame. Why y'all looking at me strange? You're lame in your health. You're lame in your finances. You're lame with how you treat folk. You're lame with this bad mouth that you use all the time. You're lame in some situation, some shape, form, or fashion. All of us in here is dealing with something, which means you're lame in some kind of way. But my shout is, while you're lame, thank God you keep showing up. Hey, Ashley, I'm, I'm talking about that one in the back. Can I share with you? You want to get your blessing, bring your lame self to church and keep on showing up. Did you hear what I just said? When things go haywire in your life, don't disconnect from the church. Keep showing up to the church because one day your lame situation, God is going to give you what you've been needing to deal with your lame situation. Here is what you'll discover in Acts chapter 3. The lame man kept showing up. I'm talking to somebody in here. You about ready to give up, but he said, no, keep showing up. You about ready to throw in the towel. He said, no, no, don't throw in the towel. Hang on just a little while longer because if you keep showing up, I've got something coming your way. Can, can you look at the person next to you and say, you better keep showing up? You're going to miss your breakthrough. You better push them and let them wake them up. Push them and say, you better keep showing up. You're going to miss your miracle. Push somebody and say, you better keep showing up. You're going to miss your blessing. You better keep showing up. You're going to miss your deliverance. You got to keep showing up. Here's what you discover in Acts chapter 3. When you keep showing up, you'll discover that the first thing the Lord says to you and I, Tara, is I've got a word for your situation. 
Oh, it's right there in the text. Um, don't think, don't think I've made it up because the first three verses give us the description of the man that we are dealing with in the text. And it says that this man was laid at the, at the, brought to the church, brought to the temple every day. And not only brought to the temple, he was brought to the temple at the time of prayer. I'll say it one more time. He wasn't just brought to the temple, but Tiffany, he was brought to the temple at the hour of prayer. And while being brought to the temple at the hour of prayer, it lets us know that he's lame. He cannot walk. That means every day somebody had to carry him and drop him off. Every day somebody had to carry him and drop him off. Every day somebody had to bear his burdens so that he could get position to get his blessing. Every day somebody had to lift up his lameness to bring him the that he can get some life in his situation and sometimes you got to be careful of the people you hang around with because if they can't help you bear your burdens they don't need to be in your bubble did you hear what I just said that means there's some folk you need to keep keep out of your circle because instead of helping you bear your burdens they trying to spread the news of your burdens but you need somebody that'll keep bringing your lame self to the house of the Lord that the Lord can have another opportunity to give you what you you need. Um, I'm, I'm looking at somebody in here just like you looking at me. Your problem is you got the wrong people in your circle. Your problem is you listen to the wrong people all night long. Your problem is the folk that you got in your ear ain't been connected to God. But when you have the right people in your circle, come hell or high water, they get you to the Lord. The text says, the text says that they brought him and then Grandma Alma, I shout because it also says that they didn't just bring him, but they dropped him at the gate called Beautiful. Um, can I hurry up and push this and not take too long, D? When you look at this, this is the second temple um, that we have in Scripture that was, that was the major temple. And this temple was like five football fields long. And had multiple gates at it. At this particular gate is the gate they call beautiful. And the reason they call it beautiful is because at this particular gate, this was the gate only the women went through. See, every woman should have shouted. Because, because, because there, there were restrictions on women at the time. I ain't saying this right. I'm just saying it's the facts. There were restrictions at, on women at the time. And what they would not do is they wouldn't let women go all through the temple. So there were certain areas that the women could go through. And they had enough, enough good sense to not put him down there with them stubborn men, but to put him where those beautiful women could see him. And so all of a sudden he's laying at the gate called beautiful. And while laying at the gate called beautiful, all of a sudden two brothers show up that was going to pass him by. And all of a sudden he looks up to him and say, hey, I need some help. And can I raise this question? When you came in, did you just sit down or did you say to the Lord, I need some help? <laughs> did you just come in and just expect God to do it like he always does? Or did you open your mouth and say, I need some help? Did you come in and say, well, he already knows my situation? Or did you come in and open your mouth? Because the Bible says that you got to let your request be made known unto the Lord. You got to open your mouth and say to the Lord, Lord, I need some help. Yeah. 
And when he cries out to them and says, I need some help. Can you help me? He, they say, listen, can I be, can I be honest with you? Um, I've got to give you what you need and what you need ain't what you asked for. So here's what I need you to do. Uh, look at us. I shouted on that part right there on Tuesday. I just shouted myself crazy in my spirit um, because here is what they were saying. They were saying, you, what you're asking for ain't going to help you, but I have something that will help you, and what I need you to do is I need you to look up, hello, somebody, because you came in looking down. I'm speaking to somebody in here. Your problem is you've been looking down too long, but I need you to look up. So how can I help you look up? Look at me. Because if you look at me, you'll see that God can do a miracle with a mess up. Hello, somebody. If you look at me, God can take somebody who's made all kinds of mistakes and wash them clean and still stand them up and use them to be a blessing to somebody else. If you look at me, you'll see somebody that didn't cross every T, didn't dot every I, but God has still been good to you. I'm trying to get you to understand you can't fall so low that the Lord can't lift you. You can't stray so wide that he can't bring you back into the fold. You can't fall off the map that God can't hold you. Somebody ought to shout because when you look at me, you're looking at a miracle. Would you push somebody and say, look at me. And don't let the smooth taste fool you. I say, look at me. I don't look like what I've been through. I say, look at me. Let me be real. I don't look like what I'm going through right now. Look at me. I'm struggling, but I'm praising him. I'm struggling, but I'm here. I'm struggling, but I'm lifting this. Look at me. He said, I've got a word for you. He said, yeah, your word is, I need you to look at me. Listen, can I bless you? Can I bless you, Ashley, that's sitting up front? Our problem is we look at everybody, but except the person that has the spirit of God on them. Can you check your role? Because if they don't have the spirit of God on them while they sitting on your role, do me a favor, move. Because I need to be next to somebody that has the spirit of God on them. Because when I'm going through, I need you to be able to pull me out of the pit from where I am and let some of that residue that you have fall off on me. Next time you come to church, don't just sit up front, but ask the usher, where is the miracle section? Because that's the section I need to sit in. Where is the section where the folks showed up looking for God to give them a breakthrough because that's the section I need to say where is the section where God is going to do a new thing in our life because that's the section I need to sit in I need to sit next to somebody that is expecting God to show up in their life is it anybody here that can testify that this is the miracle role this is the miracle section this is the blessed role this is the blessed section this is where the breakthroughs happen if you want to get next to a breakthrough you better come get next to me because I am expect God y'all looking at me you better check your role because I don't want to be next to nothing that's dead everything dead needs to be buried but if you know God is still able why don't you look at somebody you better come sit next to me look at me I am a living testimony I didn't make it here on my own I ain't standing here all alone. It was Jesus that gave me. Yeah. 
Here is what happens. Here is what happens. Here's how God will teach you, Kiki, how to sharpen your skills. First thing he's do, he'll give you a word. Huh. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word because it's something about a word from the Lord. Oh, I could shout myself crazy right there, Keisha, but there's something about the word from the Lord. Um, but, but, but before I get hung up right there and run out of time, let me go on to this next part. Um, um, oh, Lord, thank you. Let me go on to this next part um, because the next part is, is Veronica, he not only gives me a word, but the Bible says, then he'll touch me. That's verse number seven. The Bible declares that in verse number seven, he says, then Peter took the lame man <laughs> by the hand. Y'all missed it right there. It, the Bible says in verse number seven, I ain't making it up, Rowena. It says, then Peter took the lame man. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm just saying? You can't take me by the hand if you don't touch me. And my shout is, is that you understand that to touch me means you're going to take the risk of being infected with what I have and being considered unclean. But I'm so glad that I have a God that'll break a rule just to give me what I need. While you talk about me, God will touch me. Is it anybody here that can testify? I know I've been touched. Come on, man. I, I think I need, got a witness in here. If, if I read the scripture, I'll find a whole bunch of witnesses in here. If you, if you read Matthew chapter 8, that was, a, that was a leper who showed up. And you know you couldn't touch a leper. But when the leper showed up, Jesus said, don't worry about how they treat you. Come here and let me touch you. And all of a sudden, the Bible says when Jesus touched him, his leprosy disappeared. Can I tell you why you don't cuss as much as you used to? Because he touched you. Can I tell you why you don't sleep around like you used to and don't have an STD? Because he touched you. Can I tell you why you don't get as sloppy drunk like you used to even though you sip every now and then? Because he touched you. Don't sit here and act holy because I'll bowl down your lane. I know how to get a strike if I want to call you out. I'm trying to get you to understand. You better be honest up here and tell somebody. I'm only here because he touched me. Mark chapter 7, there was a man who was deaf, and because he was deaf, he had a stuttering problem because deaf people can't hear, and because they can't hear, they can't speak clearly. But all of a sudden, Jesus shows up and said, listen, watch this. Let me give you a breakthrough. And the Bible says that Jesus stuck his fingers in the man's ear, and after sticking his fingers in the man's ear, then he spit on his fingers and then touched the man's tongue. Sounds gross, don't it? And let me tell you something, Lord. If my blessings come through a gross situation, be gross all you want. Because the Bible says that that man not only left hearing, but speaking clearly. Sometimes you got to go through a gross situation to get a blessed to get a blessed declaration. You got to recognize that God will see you do some nasty stuff that you can have a pretty shout. But Tavonia, this is what I really get excited about. I'm excited because I just told you what Jesus did with the touch. But this ain't Jesus that touched this man. This is Peter that touched this man. And the reason I shout about Peter touching this man is because Peter shows me that if God touched me when I was messed up, why won't I touch somebody else when they messed up? 
Come on, man. The only person that really knows the power of a touch is somebody that's been touched. And what I'm trying to get you to understand, if God has blessed you, then you ought to be willing to bless somebody else. If God has forgiven you, then you ought to be willing to forgive somebody else. And Peter can testify, I'm a product of a real touch from the Lord. Can I give you 13 seconds to be honest up in here? If you know you're here because God touched you, why don't you start telling God, thank you right where you are. That was cute. But you really forgot where you really came from, didn't you? So let me give you 13 more seconds to be honest with where you really came from. If you know you're here because God touched you. All them midnight creeps that you went on, God touched you. Why y'all looking at me straight? Sometimes you got to thank God for the touch. Peter said, Peter said, when I was walking on that water and I began to sink, instead of ignoring me, I cried out to the Lord and he reached out and touched me. Can I tell you what you better do? You better touch that person sitting next to you and let him feel what it feels like to be touched by an angel. See, some of y'all still looking at me, but you ain't touched nobody. When you've been touched by God, you ought to give the touch of God. When you've been blessed by God, you ought to give a blessing of God. When God has reigned in your life, you ought to reign in somebody else's life. When God has forgiven you, you ought to forgive somebody else. When God has turned your life around, you ought to let somebody else know, just like he did it for me. touch him and push him I say touch him and push him I say touch him and push him you gotta push the enemy out and touch him with the Lord you gotta push doubt out and touch him with the Lord you gotta push decision why y'all looking at me strange cause some folk just need to be touched okay Okay, uh, hey Peter, I need you to know that it works. Touch him. Hey Peter, I need you to know that you got power. Touch him. Hey Peter, I need you to know just like I did it for you, you can do it for somebody else. Touch him. But Minister Dez, let me give you this, and I'm going to stop. I ain't done, but I'm going to stop. The Bible declares, watch this, that when he touched him, <laughs> when he touched him, he spoke into his life. And you can't speak into my life unless the master has spoken into yours. <laughs> you better hear me. Your problem is you've been having folk touch you that ain't spoke to the Lord. But just one word from the Lord. I don't need to hear a whole lot. Just one word from the Lord. 
And here's what the Bible declares, and I'm done. The Bible says that when he touched him, silver and gold, don't have that. But such as I have, that's the King James Version, such as I have. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. I know you've been lame for 40 years, but I ain't got nothing to do with your history. Let me tell you about your present. In the name. I ain't talking about your past. That's your past business. But let me tell you about your right now. In the name. Of Jesus. And the Bible says when he said in the name of Jesus. That immediately. Strength starts showing up. said immediately strength starts showing up and let me raise this question Miss Loretta when God gives you strength how do you respond come on man come on I'm out of here but here's what it says here's what it says he says he went from being lame to having a testimony and what I'm raising in here today is is if God has given you a testimony then why can't we see any signs read the text the text said that he jumped up Why, wait, what? Watch this. And stood yeah. on his feet. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Then he began to walk. Yeah. That should have shouted you, but that ain't enough. Because the Bible says when he discovered that he was walking, yeah. that ain't good enough. Yeah. Then he started leaping. Yeah. Exercise your skills. He went from jumping to walking to leaping and when he saw what God had done he started praising. Now I need you to take 13 seconds and go back down memory lane and go find every lame situation you found yourself in. But the Lord showed up and touched you and turned your life around. Gave you strength when you was weak. Gave you a house when you was outdoors. Gave you finances when you didn't have a job. Gave you a family when you didn't deserve it. Gave you covering when you walked away from it. Forgave you when you should not have been forgiven. Redeemed you when you should have been left outdoors. And let me raise this question. How will you respond? He jumped up. Stood on his feet. Began to walk. Then start leaping and praising God. He jumped up, stood on his feet, then start walking, then start leaping and praising God. He jumped up, stood on his feet, then start walking, then start leaping and praising God. Yeah. 
I'm trying to get you to understand, if God's been good to you, I say if God's been good to you, every now and then you ought to jump up, stand on your feet, walk it out, leap through the blessing, and give God some glory. I'm out of here now. Was it anybody in here can testify? That's why I praise him like I praise him. Because the Lord's been good to me. That's why I shout like I shout. Because the Lord's been good to me. That's why I serve him like I serve him. Because the Lord's been good to me. Can I get out of your way right now? But give you 13 seconds to tell the Lord thank you for where he's brought you from. jumped up stood on his feet start walking thank you for crossing me over that thank you for bringing me through this thank you for keeping them off my trail thank you for holding my family together thank you for paying the bills without a job thank you for healing my body without insurance thank you for a reasonable portion of health and strength. Thank you for not giving up on me. And when I think about all the things you've done for me, is this the section where the miracle is going to happen? Is this the role that's looking for the breakthrough? Is this the section that no God is good? Is this the section that no God will make a way? Is this the section that will declare if I got to praise him by my doggone self? I'll open my mouth and tell the Lord, thank you. I'm out. I think the songwriter said it best. Look at me. I'm a testimony. <laughs> Look at me. 